discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. It's not like Jesus, isn't it? Thank you very much. It's not like Jesus. It's not like Jesus. You know, one day Jesus attended a wedding in a place called Cana of Galilee. And when Jesus got there, the Bible mentions that there was a shortage of wine. So, his mother told the people, the servants that were there, that First of all, she told Jesus, they, they, are in, they are in need of wine. And then Jesus said, what, what have I got to do with you, woman? Why? They are in need of wine, and so what should I do? Then his mother turned to the people and said, Whatever he tells you to do, do. Uh-huh. His mother said unto the, the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Whatever he, he tells you to do, just do it. Look at the next verse. And there were there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fair kings apiece. Okay? The most important thing is that there were six pots set there. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with, with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. Continue. When the ruler of the feast, this is the, this this was the wedding reception. So this is the chairman. You know, every wedding reception has a chairman, right? I don't know if you have been a chairman before. I see you becoming chairman of someone's wedding, Jesus. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. The wine was so nice that the the governor, bridegroom, come. You have made a very big mistake. This is not how it's supposed to be. And said unto every man at the beginning that set forth good wine, and when men have well drank, then which that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. The wine was so nice, but he did not know where it was coming from. Look at the next verse. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Now, what kind of miracle is this? It's a very serious miracle. Very, very serious miracle, isn't it? Now, sweet wine, eh? Is manufactured in at least nine years. At least a minimum of nine years. If you want the wine to be nicer, you know there are wines that are kept for hundred years. They are the most expensive, hundred years, hundred and fifty years, two hundred years. If wine has been kept for a long time, it's nicer, it's tastier, it's better. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus gave them sweet wine. For wine, for you to get the wine, you need to get grape. First of all, you need to plant the grape tree. First of all, for years, then it starts bearing fruit. You wait for it to start bearing fruit. After it's born fruit, the fruit must ripe. After it's, it's ripe, 
you take the fruits and then you press the fruits. You know, they step on it. During those times, we are stepping on it. We step on it and then the juice comes out. Now, that juice is not the nice wine he's talking about. This wine is the one that is kept for some time. It's not alcoholic. But it is very, 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 very sweet. A minimum of nine years. You know what Jesus did? Jesus compressed time. He compressed time at once. Showing his, the Bible says that he did this miracle before his, 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 his disciples, showing forth his glory. And the disciples believed in him. He shrinked time, just like that. Showing them that he is the Lord of time. So what is it that you think has been wasted? You know, sometimes people think that oh, I've wasted my years, I've wasted my time, I don't know what has happened, I made some mistakes in the past, I made some whatever. You are serving the Lord of time. The Bible says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He began time. In the beginning connotes a sign of time. Beginning means what? Time, isn't it? He began time. Time did not begin with him. He began time. He is outside of time. He is a God of time, space and matter. In the beginning God created. In the beginning is time. God created the heavens, space and the earth, matter. He is a God of all things. He showed that he's the God of matter by multiplying bread. He took bread. Have you, has your father done some before? He took bread, which is matter. It's solid, isn't it? What is matter? Anything that, that occupies space and what? Has mass and occupies, or has weight and occupies space, isn't it? It's bread matter. He took bread and multiplied. He showed that he's God of matter, of time, of, of everything. See, and in our case, he is not outside us. Christ is now inside us. So with Christ, there is nothing like I've wasted time. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. No. Even Abraham had hope. God called him at age 75 and told him that he would bless him. How much are you? How old are you? Ask your neighbor, how old are you? Why are you worried? Ask your neighbor, why are you worried? Over nothing. He's a compressor of time. That's what the Bible says, that all the years that the cankerams have eaten, and all the years that the palmers have eaten, what did he say? He said, I restore to you. I restore to you. I restore to you. Sometimes someone is 30, is not married. Start worrying. Father, my expiry date is coming. You see, you have put, your, you've put an expiry date on your own self. Stop your, the, the nearest lady by you and say, why, why? Why have you put an expiry date on yourself? Why? There's no expiry. With God, there's no expiry. Hallelujah. Yeah, recently we saw a woman who was 50, 58 and she has had a child. 58. 58. We saw someone who was 55 and had done 100, she had, she had had 100 miscarriages. 100 miscarriages. Can you imagine? I couldn't believe when I heard it. 100 miscarriages. She's a medical doctor. Hundred miscarriages. Finally, God has given her a child. She even died on one of the tables when they were trying to scrape the, the rest of the baby out of her system. She died. 
and came back after some hours, some, some minutes. Isn't that amazing? So I don't know what your problem is. You see, don't consider your problem. Don't look too much at your problem. Don't look, look at, let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Something remarkable there. He says, looking on to, read it to me, one to go. I like it. Endure the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. It says, looking unto Jesus. You see, the actual Greek rendering is looking away from all that will distract unto Jesus. Look at, look, the Amplified says it that way. Amplified. Looking away from all what? Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Don't consider environments. Don't consider your circumstances. Don't consider what is around you. If you are into looking at, at things that are around you, this is not happening. This is going wrong. I don't know what's happening. I don't, Jesus is the Lord of all things. He's the Lord of time. He's the Lord of space. He's the Lord of matter. He's the Lord of the air. He spoke and fishes gathered. When there was need for money, what did he do? He told, he told Peter, go and go and fish. The first fish you catch, the money is in there. This Jesus is sitting inside you. Or you don't know that Christ is inside you. The biggest revelation of the New Testament is Christ in you. If you are aware of the fact that Christ is inside you, you'd be surprised at how peaceful your life will become. God would want you to have peace. He says, my peace I give unto you. Not as the word giveth give I unto you, but that my peace I give unto you. He wants you to have calmness of soul, calmness of spirit, calmness of mind. You understand? And the way to have that is to look away from all the things that will distract unto Jesus. Look away from all the things that will distract unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Sometimes you are so worried about something. What is going on? No. Say, I refuse to worry. Say it again, I refuse to worry. Decide not to be worried about what is going on. Because the Lord of all things is dwelling inside you. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He can compress time. It's Lord of Amata. <laughs> it's Lord of Amata. He's too powerful. Eh? He's the power of God. Jesus is the power of God. And he's in you. Ask whatever he's in you. Ask him, ask him. And get an answer. Or ask her, get an answer. You're not asking her, she's also not asking you. He's in you. Are you aware that is in you? So what are you worried about? With them all things are possible. With them all things are possible. All things are mine because he is mine. I will never fail in my life. I will never go down in my life. I will keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Yeah, when you realize that your soul is disquieted. You know, your soul is disquieted. Learn to stir up yourself in God. You have to learn how to stir up yourself. The Bible, the Bible mentions concerning David in Second Samuel how he went out to fight the Philistines. When he came back, the Amalekites had come to his where he was living in Ziklag and had taken 
his wives and his children, and the wives and the children of all the people he went out with to go and fight. The strong men went out to fight. When they came back, they are taking their children, everybody, away. And his, this was the first time David's mighty men threatened to kill David. First time. First and only time. They threatened to kill David. They threatened to stone him. How come, how come we, 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 we went with you? You took us on, on, the, on this journey. We went to fight for you. And our children have been taken. They threatened. Look for it. They threatened to, put him, to, to stone him. The Bible says that but David stayed. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. That is something you have to do as a child of God. Okay? You must learn to stir up yourself in God. 1 Samuel 30, verse what? Verse 6. Let's look at it. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. Hallelujah. You like what I'm sharing with you? Are you learning anything? Are you being blessed? Bible says, and David was greatly distressed. Go up. Go, go to verse 5. This, then David and the people that were with them lifted up their voice and go up. Go to verse 1. Let's read the whole story so it makes more sense to you. Okay? And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had, had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And he had, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Go to the next verse. So David and his mighty and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and the wives and their wives and their, their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept unto that they had no power, no more power to be wept strong. Next verse. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam the Jezreelites, the Jezreelites, and Abigail the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people speak of stone, they spoke of stoning him. Can you imagine? Remember David's mighty men? They spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all that people, all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. David did what? He encouraged himself in the, If you look up to people to encourage you You'll be surprised that it will not be coming As you would want it to come You know there are some ladies Who are always looking, who are always looking for attention From outside it's, it's normally a lady problem You understand what I'm saying You seek, you want too much attention You see your, your husband may not be sitting In the room with you from morning to evening Stroking your hair Stroking your cheeks like that and saying what? Bebe. <laughs> and saying bebe. All day with your husband. You may not have that. Don't even plan for that. Don't plan. Don't have plans like that. Okay? However, if your husband learn to give your wife attention. If you don't give her attention, someone else will give her attention. Women respond to those who talk to them on a consistent basis. If you are talking to her on a consistent basis, she will fall in love with you very soon. Even if you are doing pastoral work, she will fall in love with you very soon. Realize you are talking to her too much. So just reduce it a little. She will start falling in love with you. Is it true? Yeah. Hallelujah. Learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Knowing who your Lord is. 
I said he's a lot of time, he's a lot of space, he's a lot of matter. Hmm? What can't he do? What can't he do? Creator of the universe. You are saying that song. What can't you do? What can't you do, Jesus? You know that song? You are able, great and mighty God. You are able, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's mighty. See, he's mighty. <laughs> but also, the winds were blowing. Waves were, you know, just billowing like that. Jesus has said, let us cross over to the other side. You know, I'm preaching. I'm not teaching. I'm preaching. You know, I'm preaching, right? I'm not teaching. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. I hope you know the difference between teaching and preaching. If I was teaching, I would have to go to this place. Let's look at it. Let's examine. That's not what I'm preaching to you. I'm telling you stories. Have you realized it's like I'm telling you stories? As is coming, I'm just telling you. Hallelujah. Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. He had given a word. This is Jesus. This is the Lord of all things giving a word. He gave the word. Let's cross over to the other side. As they were going on the way. That's how it is. Every time. Sometimes you hear God tell you something. This is what will happen to you. Hey, brother. Know that between what he has said to the time it shows up. up. The Bible says that the word of the Lord tried Joseph. Before his word came to pass, the word, uh, the word of God tried him. The word of the Lord did what? It tried him. It tried God's word will try you. There are persecutions that arise because of the word of God that has been spoken over your life. You must learn that. Any Christian who does not learn that is a kind of Christian who keeps complaining about every single thing. When something small goes up, hey, God, if you don't change this, I will not follow you again. There's something wrong with you. How would you get a testimony if, there's, if there are no challenges? Testimonies are related to challenges. Oh, you don't know that. Testimonies are related to challenges. Hallelujah. Testimonies are related to challenges. In Matthew chapter chapter 13. Okay. Look at Matthew chapter 13. Let's read from verse 18. You see what I'm talking about. What I said about Ju- about Joseph is written in Psalm 105. Here is therefore the parable of the sower. Go to the next verse. When any man hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then come at the wicked one and catches that with which that which was sown in the sacks. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed in so many places, the same is he that receives the word and immediately receives it with joy. Continue. Yet has he not ruined himself, but endures for a while. For when what? When tribulation and or persecution arises because of what? Because of the word. Because of the word. Because of the word. What does he do? By and by he's offended. By and by he's offended. That is a guy who received the prophecy with joy. They told him that you you'll be a millionaire. I injected. They are the injecting type. The siphoning type. I, I drip it. I let it I I, I receive it as a drip. <laughs> hey. That's nothing oh Miriso and things. There's nothing wrong. You can re and saw and do all those things that you can inject it and do whatever you want to do. But know that after 
the word of God comes with its natural persecutions because of what you have heard. Why was Joseph hated? Joseph was hated by his brethren because God chose him. When God chooses you, hatred is the next thing that follows. Why is Israel suffering in the Middle East to date? Because God chose them. When God chooses you, automatically you become a terrible person in front of every other person. Why did Esau hate Jacob? Because God chose Jacob. So you're choosing automatically and, and it just lets enemies arise. It's, it's a natural normal thing. Before his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Tried him, tested him. Is it, is, look at that one. It's in Psalm 105. It's there somewhere. I think it's, it's what? 19. Psalm 105 verse 19. Go, go up. Go to verse 18. So I will see who he's talking about. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Verse 18. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. All this was happening to him. Why? Because God has spoken to him. The sheaves of your brothers will bow down to you. Prophecy. Hallelujah. He had a dream and the, the heavens, the, the, the bodies of the heavens were bowing, the sun, the moon, and the stars were bowing down to him. And he declared it with joy. We were all bowing down to him. He didn't know what was going to come to pass in his life. Yeah. He says, Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Until the time, until the time that his word came to pass, his word came to pass. Huh? The word of the Lord tried him. Persecutions and tribulations arise because of the word of God. Sometimes they call you and tell you about your marriage. Tell you about your children. Hey! Why are the children coming? When are they coming? It's not coming. They'll tell you that you'll be a scholar. Yet you can't even jump from secondary school to university. Your, your, your university is so difficult you don't know what to do with, you, with yourself you feel like collapsing but it, you see that is if, if, if it is normal it's not God when it is super normal it is God do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. when it looks very very impossible like how is it going to happen? Abraham did not have any sperm count though. he had no sperm count not low no no spam count. Zero. There was nothing. There was nothing. Sarah had gone beyond menopause. She had gone into menostop. There was no menu. There was nothing. The says, Abraham believed God. Okay? He believed God, not considering his own body. Now yet dead. His body, says his body was dead. Romans chapter 4. He says his body was dead. Then he says, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb too was dead. His body, so it's like his faith must be working in two directions. His own body and also Sarah's womb. The Bible says he considered not. But was persuaded that he, the one who had promised, is about the one, who is the one talking? Whose, whose words are we talking about? Are we talking about Jesus' words or are we talking about a man's words? If it's a man's word, you can be worried. But if it is Jesus who said that this thing is going to happen in your life, he's Lord of all, what is your problem? He says, look away from all the things that will distract unto Jesus. Are you, are you listening to me? Yeah. And be not weak in faith. Romans chapter 4 verse 19. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. So he knew that his body was dead, but he considered not. It's called faith. You understand? 
It's called what? Faith. It's called faith. Faith is, I know very well what is around. I know very well. You know, you are aware. You are aware. God spoke to you and told you that you'll be a billionaire. Dollar billionaire. You know when God spoke to you. You know God talks. There are various ways that God speaks to us. One of them is through his word. The other is through the Holy Spirit. Another is through his servant that I've been sent to you. Another is through visions. We are entitled to visions. You know we are entitled to visions. Open visions. God can show you a vision. Uh, we are entitled to it. Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. It's in Joel chapter 2, but Acts chapter 2 even mentions it. Well. Go, go to Acts chapter 2. Let's read from verse 7. No, amazing, blah, blah, blah. Behold, I know these Galileans. Go, go, go down to verse, uh, when Peter, was, Peter started talking. He said, this is, what, this is what was spoken by Joel. Verse what? Verse, Acts 2, 39. Go to verse 39. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Go to verse 17. Go to verse 16. So we read it very well. But this is he that, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. When they were speaking in tongues, the people thought they were drunk and everything, okay? Then Peter started talking to them and said, that, oh, we are not drunk, it's just 9 a.m. We are not that much of a boozite. We are not booze, we are not, not booze. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to us, this is what prophet Joel said, it shall come to pass in the last day, save God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour my, out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall what? They shall prophesy. And your young men shall see. Are you a young man? Yeah. Are you a young woman? He says, the young men shall see. And young men include 75 year olds. God called Abraham at 75 and called him a young man. Okay? He says, they shall see visions. So you are entitled to visions. You are entitled to what? Visions. God can open your eyes and let you know that this is what I'm going to do. I've had visions of what God wants me to do. Sometimes God will tell me, this is what I want you to do. And he'll show me a vision of it. you show me a vision of it. I've had too many visions about too many things concerning my life. I've had too many visions. God speaks to you. God spoke to me about wealth in this ministry. Real money. Because today I saw me dashing keys, car keys, so many cars parked and I was, I was just there, I was not praying for it, I was just there. You know, visions are not things you pray for. As you are following God and as you are praying to God, God shows it to you as and when he wants to. You can't tell God, God, show me a vision or else I'll not follow you again. You are making a mistake. When Peter saw that open vision of the, the, the mat, the mat that came from heaven with the different types of animals, he was, he was hungry. He was praying and was hungry. He was thinking about food. And God showed him, showed him a vision along the line of food. God even went to the extent of telling him, kill and eat, stand up, kill and eat. The, the. He said, oh no, I'm hungry about these things. We don't eat these things. I'm not, uh, we, we eat things that are purified. This is, this is not pure, this is not cleansed. Then God said, I don't call that which I've called cleansed unclean. Don't, 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 don't say that. Talking about the Gentiles. But Peter was, not, Peter was not looking for it. I mean, he wasn't considering it. He was just feeling free in the house, of, in, in, just on top of his house. Hallelujah. But we are entitled, say we are entitled to visions and to dreams. He says, and your, young, your old men shall dream dreams. They are dreams that God gives to you. And as you sleep, you see a dream. Not the foolish one, the correct one. Reject foolish dreams, receive correct dreams. Hallelujah. Dreams, dreams, visions. You are entitled to a vision. Tell anybody you are entitled to a vision. 
We are entitled to visions, not just a vision. Visions, 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 visions. You must see visions. If you are not seeing visions, there's something wrong. God speaks to us through visions. He does. Hallelujah. Yeah. Speak to you. But when God has spoken, it doesn't mean that it will happen tomorrow. You will have to go through things. You will have to go through things. But know who has spoken. Know who has spoken. With God, all things are possible. Mary said that, How shall these things be seeing I know not any man? How, sh- how can it be that I will get pregnant? You don't need the seed of a man to be pregnant. That's what God told her. You don't, need to, you don't need the seed of a man to get pregnant. You will just get pregnant. People without wombs have given birth. What is your problem? You see, and God is so wonderful, He's so lovely that He doesn't consider your past. Sometimes some people, you think that God will punish you because of your past, because of something wrong you did. You have done multiple abortions. Probably your womb has been taken away. My wife told me about a, 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 a young lady. She was at Robo during her what was it? The community health or something. For like some months. And there was a young lady who had a problem, complicated. She was pregnant with a complication. They had to take her womb out. And the mother told them not to tell the lady. So she was not told. You remember? It's a long time ago. It's been like seven years or eight years or even more. So the, so the, le- the young lady is walking around. She doesn't know that she doesn't have a womb. There was serious complications. She didn't know. They took out the womb. So if this lady believes in God and is looking for a child, you think God will say that to you, your past, the things that you did. <laughs> Michael, don't mind her, this girl. This girl, when I was telling her those things some years ago, I was talking and I was like, God standing in my mouth. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the, the, the son of man that he should. He's not like that. God is not like that. Do you understand? God, ah, go to Romans chapter 5. Let's read verse 6. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. God is not like that, oh. God is not like a man, oh. Like, if you serve me, I'll give it. If you don't serve me, I'll not. Yeah, that side has, it has its own place. But generally speaking, God is not like that. Look at it. Read it to me. One to go. He died for who? No, you are not reading it well. Because in your mind, you, you think Christ died for the godly. He died for the good guys. He died for the nice guys. He died for the guys who are so disciplined and have had a wonderful life. Brother? God is not like that, though. Hallelujah. God is not interested in doing good to those who have done good to him. He says, even the evil people do that. Even the evil people do that. The evil people do good to those who do good to them. It's love irrespective. It loves irrespective. So it doesn't matter how past. You can still believe God for something wonderful to happen to you. You understand? Yeah. He died for the ungodly. Look at the next verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Scarcely for a righteous man. Even for a righteous man, someone will scarcely die. This is a righteous man, someone who is good. Righteous. But when they say someone should die for him, the person, do you think dying is, is a small thing? It's not a small thing to die. Try, have you tried it before? Someone tried hanging himself, he realized that it was not easy. He tried, he realized, Charlie, this thing is not a small thing. 
you need to be very bold to be able to do that. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Righteous man and good man are two different things altogether. This is a good man, good man, but is it someone, nobody will even, they will, they will, not, they will not dare to die. But look at Jesus. He died for the worst of people. But God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet what? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, oh. So look away from all the trouble and look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. The time compressor. The mat, the one who controls matter. The one who controls space. The one who controls all things. The one to whom all things belong. No matter what you are going through, and learn to encourage yourself. David had lost everything, but he, he encouraged himself. How do you encourage yourself? By reminding yourself of what God has told you. What has God said to me? You know, David knew what promise God had given to him. That he was going to be the king. He was not going to lose any of his children. So he started encouraging himself. But this is not what you said. But this is not what you said. This is not what you said about me. I don't care what I'm seeing around me. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The Bible says they are temporal. Whatever you are seeing, trouble that you are seeing around is temporal. Subject to change. See, I'll never go down. See, I'll never be put to shame in my life. See, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm super, 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 super rich. David said, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Yay, I have a good heritage. I have a good heritage. I have a goodly heritage. When they share the thing, I'll get the best portion. Yeah, I'll get the best portion. Because I'm a child of God. Yeah, Christ is in me. So encourage yourself. Tell them, encourage yourself. Don't think there's been there has been delays. There has been delays. Oh, there have been delays. I've been delayed. I've been delayed. <laughs> I don't know. I've been delayed. You've been delayed where? Why are you going that you have been delayed? Where are you going? When your word comes, you'll be shocked. In one night, in one night, Joseph, who had not shaved for many years, shaved. <laughs> Joseph, who had been eating bread that was not correct, started eating correct bread after just one night and became the most powerful person in Egypt, apart from the Pharaoh. Apart from that, just one night. So, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? God compressed time for him, he changed everything in just a moment. So your future is great. Don't worry. Tell me about don't worry. Don't get into the worry button. Don't get into the worry worry gear. Not. Hmm? Yeah. I'm seated together with him in heavenly places. I will never fail in my life. I'm a success irrespective of all that is going on around me. I encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. I'll have the best of weddings in the whole world. I'll have the best of husbands in the whole world. I'll have the best of wives in the whole world. I'll have the best of children. My children will be the best in the whole world. One woman couldn't have a child. She struggled for children. Struggle, 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 struggle. Children were not coming. She said she would lay 
children's clothes on the bed and be speaking to the clothes, treating the clothes as though they were a baby. She had a baby. She did. She had her baby. Her baby came. Because she believed in God's word. I am not barren. She says, none in my house shall be barren. No. You, sh- you cannot be barren. When we talk about barrenness, you are not talking only about the first one. I am talking about spiritual and all the other sides, the material side. You should not be barren, materially speaking. I will not be barren. I am fruitful. God told them, be fruitful and multiply. If I'm doing a business, that business will be full, it will grow, it will become powerful, it will become big over the years. You talk to that business. I like starting new things because I get the opportunity to express my feet. That's why I like starting things. I get I get the opportunity to speak to that thing consistently. I can speak to it. And speak to it. You, you are going to do well. You're going to grow. I get the opportunity to bless, to extend the blessings of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Be fruitful. Tell me about be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. I see greatness, though. I see great men and women of God doing glorious things for the Lord. Do you believe when I say that you are a millionaire? You are you are a dollar millionaire. Like, do you believe it? The prophecy you believe. Is a prophecy that happens to you live. Do you believe what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like I'm talking, but I'm, pro- I'm prophesying to you. Yeah. I told you that God speaks through His Word, through His Spirit, through His servants, and through visions and dreams, isn't it? Yeah. I'm one of His servants. I believe I am. And I'm speaking to you and telling you that you'll be a dollar millionaire. Yeah. Hey. Whether you like it or not, it will happen to you live. Life, 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 life. I see sponsoring God's gospel all around the world. Through you millions, we hear the word. Our, you see, there are different generations and different people who are raised for that generation to minister to that generation. The generation Billy Graham. Some of you don't even know Billy Graham. You don't even know Billy Graham. Bilgeon was one of the most powerful. I mean, the last century, the most powerful man of the last century was Billy Graham. Not Stalin or any other. Billy Graham. His influence was so much. But in our generation, we don't know him much. You see. In our generation, we know people like Pastor Chris, Bishop Oide, Pope. Even when I say Ken Hagen, you don't even know who Ken Hagen is. So powerful people in the last century. What God does is that the Bible says that God raised David to serve his generation. And after he has served his generation, he fell asleep, he died. There's a generation we have to serve. So I'm talking to you now. It looks like you don't have anything. You don't have any money. You don't have anything. You don't have car. I'm talking to you. You've not even asked the price of a Thai car tie before. You don't even know full price. Even tomatoes, buying tomatoes for your stew is a problem. You can do stew without tomatoes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what's going on. I mean, when someone buys you five kilogram rice, it's like heaven has come on earth. Heaven on earth. It's a heaven on earth experience for you. But and you are the same person I'm talking to. That you, God is making you a dollar millionaire. Hey. You believe it? Yeah. yeah. 
You will save your generation. You will save your generation with the word of God. So you will be so rich. Eh? Our church will be known as a rich people's church. Like a church, you enter, you just become rich. Just become rich. I'm not professing about some people who come later. I'm talking about you. You, you, you are the first point of contact. You are the ones the money will start coming through. Others will see it and say, hey, let me go to that church too. <laughs> yeah, it will happen to you. I bless you with the blessings of the Lord. Cars will not be a problem for you. You own planes, though. You know you own planes. You own planes. We'll be having a conference and the airport will be filled with our planes, our private jets. Just not because of we, just, we are just making a statement to the world that serving God is, is reward is God reward you. God rewards you. You know God does not call you to disgrace you. God never calls you to disgrace you. God does not call us to disgrace us. Go to, go to Hebrews chapter chapter eleven, verse six. Hebrews eleven six. You see it. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You see, the word he is is from I am. Okay. God called himself I am when Moses asked God, What what do I say? Who do I say sent me when he said when they asked me who sent me? God told him, Say, I am that I am, or I am has sent you. You see. Now, when God was referring to himself, he called himself, I am. If I am referring to God, I'll say, he is, isn't it? So this is a second party referring to God. He says that whosoever coming to God must believe that he is. He's talking about I am. But because he's saying it to God, he says, you must believe that, he, you, can't say, you can't say, he must believe that I am. If he says he must believe that I am, then it's like he's talking to himself. Isn't it? Or he's talking about himself. So he says, he must believe that he is. This is the great I am. You must believe in the great I am. And that he is. I am is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of what? Them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him and follow him. We are not talking about half-hearted following. We are talking about people who are following the Lord. Like this, The things I am saying is not for just anybody I'm not saying it for just anybody. I'm saying it for people who are committed to God. If you are committed, you will you'll be shocked at what he will do to you. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Not to get a half-hearted, half-baked Christians like that. Like they are here, they are not there. Those, those who make people their strength. Eh? Who make to make men their point of contact. You, when, when you say, when you are confessing, I'll be rich. You are confessing with your uncle. Be in mind. There's something wrong. There's something clearly wrong. Me, I don't have anybody anywhere. I don't have anybody anywhere. I don't make plans with any man in mind. I have never done that. Years ago, about six years ago or so, or seven years ago, I made plans. God led me to make plans. I took a piece of paper. I think I showed it to some of you some, some years ago. And I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I want to, I want to marry. By 22, God showed me the date that I was going to marry, and I married on that same date, 22nd December two, 2012. It's been five years since I got married. Next week, you not see me, I'm going for honeymoon. Hallelujah! 
22nd December 2012. I don't believe I've been married for five years. It's like it's like a story. Hey, amazing. My wife is looking pretty every year. I'm blessed. I see your wife becoming prettier with the years. And then I see your husband becoming nicer over the years. Your husband will not develop pot belly in Jesus' name. But some people too like the pot belly. I was talking to one of our pastors. She said she likes pot belly. I was shocked. Don't make don't make human beings your arm like you are believing. No, 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 no. We are talking with people in mind. They will disappoint you. They are talking with your, your job in mind. So, brother, your your pay cannot buy an airplane. When I how long are you gonna save for it? Do you know how much an, an airplane costs? Minimum twenty million dollars. Twenty you know one million dollars. What? what? <laughs> Once are uh, twenty. Some are twenty five million dollars, some are forty million dollars. There are some that are sixty million dollars. Plenty big, big, big. I know one of God who went to preach somewhere and he was given sixty million dollars as honorarium after two nights of preaching. God told him someone will give you someone will give you money. He went to preach somewhere. When they finished preaching, they gave him sixty million dollars. It's amazing. You serve God. Eh? You bless this, I'll bless your water. I'll bless your or your bread. I'll multiply. It means that you never forsake in your life. If your water in your bread is blessed. You know that food you ingest in is poisonous. Do you know? Oh, you don't know. Is there not a certain level of poison in the foods that we are eating? Do you know what the farmer used to grow the tomato you are eating? You are the agriculture. Don't they use all kinds of things? You are, so you are eating salad. You want healthy, whatever. You are, you are eating salad. Hey, you know what they are using to plant the salad? It says, I should serve me, I'll bless, I'll bless your water and I'll bless your bread. Even the water we are drinking has a problem. Yeah, chlorine, chlorine. Chlorine is inside. But the Lord says, I'll bless you. I'll multiply. I don't know. So don't, don't get into believing in people. Yeah, I wrote down vision. This I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll go to school. I'll do this. I'll do that. I didn't have any money. I didn't have debt. I didn't have one city. Never plan with money in mind. There's no there's no cost for dreaming big. Dreaming big is not expensive. Dreaming big has no price. There's no price tag to it. Okay? So learn to dream big. Hallelujah. Learn to talk big. Dream big. If the dream is achievable, it's not a dream. <laughs> dream unachievable dream. It's a scripture. It's a scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Go to Ephesians 2 20. 3 20, rather. Ephesians 3 20. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all that what? We ask or think according to the power that worked in us. He's able to do exceedingly above what that you ask or think. Above, he didn't say what you are thinking or what you are asking. So if I were you, there are no limitations. Do you think what I'm saying is true? I'm telling you my life. I'm telling you about what, what has happened to me and what is still happening to me. I'm blessed. I'm too blessed. I'm too, and I know I'm coming from. I've said I'm blessed, I'm rich, and I'm, it's happening to me in life. It's happening to me in life. If you say some, if you believe some, 
if you believe big, I believe that my ministry will affect the whole world. Every corner. That's my dream. Every corner of the world. My voice will be heard in every corner. I've been sent for that. I believe it. God showed it to me and I believe it. Hallelujah. Yeah, there are two things you, that, that you need to do in order to look unto Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 11. Go to John chapter 1, verse 11. He says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Two things. You must receive, and you must believe. You must receive his word, you must believe his word. There are two different things. Receiving his word is what you are doing now. Believing is another thing. Sometimes God speaks to you, you receive it, but you don't believe what he has said. Yes, you don't believe it. You don't know. You know that God said, it, but uh, <laughs> life is not easy. The way that things are going, the way the country is going. <laughs> you are the type who carries the world in his hands. Every time you are like this. <clears throat> life. Life, oh life. Hey, don't be that kind of person. Be carefree. God says that be anxious when I've, I've been saying be anxious for nothing. What are you caring about? He's the God of all things. Matt, it says the silver and the gold are mine. A castle of a thousand hills are mine. Everything is mine. What is your problem? Ask your neighbor, what is your problem? I want to see if I can find a certain verse for you in the Bible. When I find it, I'll show you. See, the silver and the gold is mine. Your wives also and your children. Even the goodness are mine. All things are mine. Brothers and sisters, I speak to you as the prophet of God for your life. And I'm telling you that don't worry about anything. What God has said concerning you will come to pass. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Believe what He has said. He is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of all those who diligently seek Him. Reward. He's a reward. Okay? Yeah. He, nothing that He has said about you will ever fall down to the ground and die. No. Not at all. This my word will not return to me void. It will not come back to me just like that. No. My, my word will do what I sent it out there for. No matter how long it takes it to come to pass. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't know what it is that has been worrying you. It's like, oh, this thing, I don't know. It's going to come to pass. If God spoke it, it will come to pass. He's bringing sweetness into your life. Yeah, sweetness. Real sweetness. Real goodness. Real sweetness. Real sweetness. I'm still seeing it though. I'm seeing planes, like serious planes. Plenty. Plenty. You have so much. Because you see, you are committed to being a blessing to people. You are committed to being a blessing to people. Yes, I was talking to a sexy man of God. And he was telling me how someone gave him a huge amount of money. Now, this is like 20,000 pounds. You know, 20,000 pounds. How much is that in, in cities? 20,000 pounds. 2,5 is what? Pounds is like 5 something or 6. 110,000. Yeah. 
a lot of money, isn't it? Ten thousand pesos above hundred thousand, basically. That's what I want you to know. That is above hundred thousand Ghana cedis. Someone just dashed him that. Receive it. That's a blessing. When he got it, he didn't even. God told him that the money is not yours. God told him that all the money is not yours. He said. Then he said. Then I started remembering that I've been praying to God about some people's needs. Some people's needs. Some people. God had like someone come and tell me he needs this. And I don't have it. And I start praying for that person that God, God forgive me so that if I have, I will give this person. So when you see that money, God told him that the money is not yours. He thought about ah, who is it for? Then he came to him. All the people have been praying about for that need that they have. So he started distributing it. He distributed it. And he, feel, he said, I feel so fulfilled. I don't know what to do with myself. Paul said that as poor, yet making many rich. The reason is this. It's like you don't have anything on you. I deal in supply. I don't deal in storage. I deal in supply. I'm a supply dealer. I'm into supply. I don't, I'm not, ask, you can ask my wife, my wife say, we are not used to having so much money. Like, if there's so much money, there's something wrong. Like, why is there so much? It has to go. The money has to do something. You get it. The money has to, I remember there was a day, we had, there was about 10,000 cities sitting in our account. She said, no, this money, when I'm, as I'm seeing the money, is my, my, what is it? Let's do something with it. Yeah. I mean, to supply. If, I, if it comes, I'll just supply. Someone gave me thousands of dollars some time ago. God told me it's not yours, it's for somebody else. So I, gave it, I gave it to the person immediately. I mean, to supply. So I never, if you were supplying pipe, do you think you ever lack water from passing through you? Oh. It's always, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't lack. He supplied to the people, he supplied all the hundred, more than hundred thousand Ghana to the people. This person, this person, people's school fees, this, 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 this. I'm more fulfilled. And he doesn't lack. I am more fulfilled. Yeah, so because you are into that, you always have. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So you are the one I'm talking. Maybe your father has money. What I'm saying is like it's not my to figure out my father's inheritance. If he gives him one house at this place, another house at this place, another, I'll be fine. Yeah. That's not I'm talking beyond your father's property. Talking beyond those of us who didn't come from, from very rich homes. We we like we like such prophecies. You get it? We like we like it. We enjoy it. Poverty has tried has slapped us one or two. He has slapped us like we don't like it anymore. Enough is enough. So I'm telling that you'll be a dollar millionaire. Market on the wall, you'll be a dollar millionaire. God will bless you. God will bless the work of your hand. Whatever you see, depend on God though. You understand? Depend on God. He's the one I'm talking about. Jesus is the one I'm talking about. Depend on him. Okay? Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. You remember what the mother told the people? Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. So sometimes he may tell you something, it may look foolish. Like this thing. Just do it. Just do it. Okay? Just do it. Let me show you. One guy needed some money for his business. He had started a business. Business wasn't working so. But God had told him that this is the business I really want you to do. He had prayed about it. Some people don't like praying about things. If you are not the type of person who is into praying, you know, you serve God with fastings and prayers. Do you know that? You don't pray when you need something alone. You pray, you just, you are just seeking God's face and asking for what He wants you to do. You seek God's face concerning what exactly, the details of His will. 
The general will of God we all know, but there are details to it. There are details to it. There are places you'd want you to be, there are things you'd want you to handle. There are so many things that he'd want you to do. And we pray. There was, I pray because I want to know where God wants me to be. You understand? Last was praying, God told him, go and stand at this place in the church on Wednesday morning. Clearly, and it's clear instruction. Go and stand at this place in the church on Wednesday morning. Give him the time and everything. Looked like a very, very free instruction. But he decided to just, what do I have to lose? I don't have anything to lose. So he decided to go. So he went to stand in the church. Stood there. So standing there, the pastor came. The pastor is very rich, actually. The pastor came. When the pastor saw him, he said, Hey, God told me to come here and come and see you. The pastor gave him about one million dollars. I'm not joking. This is a true story. It happened in Nigeria. True story. He gave him one million dollars. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I heard this from the pastor. The pastor was saying it. He said, if that guy had not come, he wouldn't have gotten the money. Because God told him, go. If he's there, give it to him. If he's not there, forget about it. Even if he's not there, to even get out of his mind. He will not even remember that there's something like that again. Yeah. When the guy was there, he gave it to him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, so just follow the voice of God. Okay? Follow the voice of God. You read your Bible. If you read your Bible, you know the voice of God. The voice of God is not strange. You see, I've said so many things today. The voice of God is not strange. In John chapter 10, verse 3. Look at John chapter 10, verse 3. He says, To him the porter opened, and the sheep what? Let's read from verse 1 so that you understand it. This is what I want to show you, but it's like it's not so clear. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that he had entered not by the door into a sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2. But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So he's talking about the shepherd of the sheep. Who's the shepherd? Jesus is the shepherd. He's called the great shepherd. He's called the chief shepherd. Hallelujah. He's called the good shepherd. To him, to this shepherd, that is to Jesus, the porter opened and the sheep hear his voice. Jesus is God. He says that my sheep hear my voice. You are designed to hear God's voice. So you can hear God's voice. It's not rocket science. You can hear God's voice. Because you are designed... Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are designed to hear it. Your mind is trained to hear it. He says you are designed to hear God's voice. Look at John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot what? The world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. He says the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because they don't know him. He says, but you, you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So you know him and you hear his voice. 1 John 2, verse 20. Look at 1 John 2, 20. You see similar things there as well. But you have an unction from the, from the Holy One and you know all things. Why? Because the unction, that is the Holy Spirit, tells you all things. Look at verse 27. 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abided in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things and it's truth and it's no lie. Even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Have you seen it? This is you teach you, he will talk to you. Just when you are going, he shall whisper 
to you and let you know that not this way but this way unless you are disobedient to what he's saying but if you decide that i'm going to follow the voice of god you hear the voice of god and he'll show you what to do the voice of god is through is in his word i've told you is in his word it's through his spirit it's through this, this man of god sent to you it's through visions and dreams hallelujah See, I'm going somewhere. See, I look away from all the things that will distract. And I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Yeah. I look away from all the things that will distract unto him. All the things that will distract. Don't let anything distract you. Okay? Don't let anything distract you. Look unto the word. Look unto him. Look unto Jesus. He's everything. He's the power of God. What they have said, he is faithful and committed to making sure it comes to pass. Hallelujah. You are going to be a millionaire. Dollar, dollar, dollar millionaire. Dollar. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You see, I'm trying to move away from it, but it's not working. God is asking me to come back. Let them know that I mean what I'm saying. Don't, don't wait for me to be shouting before you know that. Hey, it's like, what's that? It's very serious. It doesn't have to be like that. The voice of God is still small, still small voice, still small. Hey, See, there, was, there was a shaking, but God was not in there. It's earthquake, God, earthquake, God was not in there. Strong wind, God was not in there. See, then a soft wind blew, and I had a soft, small voice, and God spoke to me. The rocks were renting, breaking, and all that nothing. Still small voice. I'm telling you. Love economy. Money. We will, not, we will not boast with it. We will not boast like, oh, I have money. No. We will not boast with it. We are not the type of church that is into the person, human persons. Like when you come, we check your status, then we relate with you. You are not like, you are not like that. We are not like that. We have people, rich people's sons and daughters in the system. You don't mind who are you? Who are we? You don't mind you. You mind you. are not the reason why we are existing. Hallelujah. So you have rich people in the church, but you will not know. Some come and will not know who it is that is sitting by. You'll be sitting by a very big and that you will not know. You'll all be simple and serving God. Yeah. Let this word go around. Dollar millionaires. Dollar millionaires. Dollar millionaires. I'm not talking about CD millionaire. I'm talking about dollar millionaire. Dollar millionaire. Millions of dollars. You will have millions of dollars. You'll be distributing millions of dollars. You'll be a distributor of God's resources. Hallelujah. And I see sweetness. God is telling me that there's sweetness coming into your life. Real sweetness. You know, it's similar to what God told me during our... You're in the future opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, he says he'll bless you with material blessings. Yeah, same thing, same thing. He says he'll make you a dollar millionaire. And that he's bringing sweetness, sweetness, real sweetness into your life. Hallelujah. He didn't die for good people, he died for bad people. You have become good. You have become good. Don't think that something bad that you did will prevent him from doing what he wants to do in your life. He will do it irrespective of whatever has happened. In Jesus' name. Amen. Rise up upon your feet and let's pray. Thank God for what you are sharing with me. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. 
For parent counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.